This show is brought to you by Slice on Broadway. Supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza, SliceOnBroadway.com. And listeners like you, support this show at Patreon.com slash AwesomeCast. Sidekick Media Services. We are your sidekick in business for social media, video production, and more. Find out more at SidekickMediaServices.com. Hey guys, it's time to talk tech. Get geeky is the awesome cast episode 338. I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter here in the Mayhem Studios in Pittsburgh, PA. And we got a couch full. First with us is John Chichilla, actually, on the Twitter. He's a gadget guru, a Big Bank International Incorporated Esquire. How's it going today? <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> and back in the studio yes and also back with us again making illicit technology deals is katie dude is at kate dutters on the twitter i got technology you wouldn't buy <laughs> wink cash only <laughs> social media guru over at the uh scare house america's scariest haunt what's the tagline what's your tagline it, well it's pittsburgh's ultimate haunted house oh that's right it was something like that. I liked America better. Yeah, we, we were we were America, but then it just gets kind of weird, and everybody's like, "I'm the best, and I'm the best, and we're the best in Pittsburgh." So Earth's so we are the only haunt. one that matters. <laughs> so Earth's Earth's greatest haunt, yes. believe me. Believe and that. also with us is a real journalist, uh, Kim <laughs> Kim Whoa. Lyons. I don't know what that. I think I just got burned. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> we're just podcasters. We're just here, and we got. Kim Lyons is joining us. Kim, where are you these days? Where am I? I'm in the lovely borough of Dormont. No. <laughs> Coming to live from Dormont. Excellent. Excellent. I'm everywhere. A little bit everywhere. Wait, a little she bit she, Are you at Studio paper. B or C or D? Okay. Also, I have my own podcast, but I don't know if it's like kosher to plug your podcast on someone else's podcast. No, oh, of yeah. course it is. That gives okay. you street cred with the kids. All right. <laughs> I have three whole episodes. We're on iTunes. We even have a review on iTunes. How about that? Hey, drop those reviews. Check it out. What's it called? Exciting. What? what, What's the name of the podcast? It's the Broadcast Podcast. It's a podcast focused on women and women's voices. We put the broad and broadcast kind of our kind of our motto. So it's about amplifying women's voices, women doing cool stuff in Pittsburgh. you know, getting the word out that women are doing the work. So there you go. Check it out. Well, and this is, and this is your awesome cast. Like I said, you can check out everything at awesomecast.net. You can check us out uh, and subscribe and leave a comment for us too over on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, video versions on the Facebook and the YouTube uh, pages for the show. And you can join us here live every Tuesday when the technology works at live.awesomecast.net around 7 p.m. Eastern time. And also we're streaming over at riversagepgh.com thanks to them. And very soon... We will be streaming on a new outlet. Uh, I think that's going to start this week. Uh, so, so look out for news on that on the uh, Twitters and everything uh, to see see where we're going to end up. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, look out of it. yes, uh, and also uh, you can support the show over on Patreon.com/slash/AwesomeCast and uh, you know help the show grow. And we got some cool 
uh, stuff for you guys over there. Um, and I think you should change it from support us to adopt us. Adopt adopt the podcast yeah, over at patreon.com slash awesomecast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like our good friends, Matt Weller uh, at the Coffee Club level of $5 and Mike Fedor at the $1 fan of the show level. Thank you so much, guys. Long time followers and contributors to the show. We really do appreciate you guys uh, being a part of it and contributing to that. And, and and you don't have to just share the show, comment um, wherever you may listen to us or watch us. And uh, we appreciate uh, all the all the feedback for that. So let's get into our awesome things of the week. And geez, I don't even know where to start on this one. There's a lot of stuff going on. That's pretty great. Um, Chilla. That's me. Let's go. Let's start with VR. <laughs> VR is always a good spot. <laughs> so, so um, Samsung, obviously, Mobile World Congress is this week. All the mobile companies, LG, Samsung, Sony, etc., are are announcing their new some of their new tech. Um, Samsung has put their their next phone um, that announcement on hold till the end of the month, um, and and kind of segregating that almost like Apple does from a World Congress. But one of the things they did announce, in addition to their their new tablet. Or their new tablets, actually, I guess tabli, um, <clears throat> is a controller for the Gear VR, hmm. which they actually, to me, it looks it looks pretty darn nice, and it, it's going to be reminiscent of what you see with the Oculus because they developed it in partnership with Oculus. Um, the device does kind of have a, a very nice grip. It's uh, it's powered by two, not one, but two AAA batteries. Um, I'm excited for this because I'm still using my Gear VR from from time to time, and I would love for this to be another way to navigate. Um, I do find myself constantly having to look around the screen and tap on the side. Um, I'm hoping that this kind of changes how that works. Yeah, and for <clears throat> you guys on audio, it's kind of like a pointer um, with the kind of looks like a trackpad kind of thing on, on the end of it and a few buttons, so... It's it's comparable a little bit to what you have for the Vive, right? Yes, it it has. I think it has a plus and minus button, the home button, the back button, the typical buttons you kind of have on the side, and then I'm guessing the directional is kind of the D pad that you also have. In on comparison, the for me to solve this problem, I I, I bought like the most generic um, gamepad, Bluetooth mm-hmm. gamepad I could that would work on Android devices, and it seems to work per- pretty okay. So. Um, but you know, I mean, it's not. I mean, it, it, it's not as great as like those kind of pointer devices. I mean, I, this isn't going to do the tracking like a Vive, right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe there'll be some accelerometer in it, perhaps. Um, volume rocker, home, clear texture, trigger. Is it more just buttons and interface? Circular touch areas larger than the Daydream controller. Directional click pad underneath. That it doesn't say. I would imagine since this is the lower end kind of VR experience. So, I was kind of bummed because they haven't announced a price yet, but mm-hmm. I also haven't purchased the newer, lighter, thinner, lighter Gear VR headset. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I'm interested to see what they're going to do and how this will come as a bundled package. I'm sure this will be part of their overall announcement at mm-hmm. the end of the month. Um, but it is nice to see that they're continuing to expand that market especially as they're, the NBA is getting more involved in streaming. I think we're going to see more and more streaming content that could be virtual reality related. Um, so I'm, I'm just, I'm very excited that they continue down the path. 
and I'm interested to see what they what more they come out with. Okay. Yeah, it's good to see this. You know, again, this is kind of like the most accessible part of this. Mm-hmm. Although there was a uh, um, Twitter, <clears throat> somebody was talking about, or no, I was listening to Double Fine's uh, interview on triangulation, I think, and they were talking about um, the VR headsets, and it sounds like the Sony one is the the biggest seller so far, which makes sense. Again, the most accessible one. I have a game console. I have a headset. You plug in, you go versus um, a terribly high barrier of entry if you want to do anything with the Oculus or the Vive or having a Samsung phone with with this even gets a little... It can be complicated if you're not already in that world, right? And, and what, I, what I wonder too is though, because of the price point of the headset and the typical churn of someone's phone i wonder what this will do to the resale market will we see more older devices still around the house because now it gives you okay i had the samsung galaxy s6 and i bought the s s8 um now i'm just gonna leave the s6 in my headset i'm still perfectly happy you know poking around with the the old um the old uh yes the the white sx yeah And that was one of my favorites because it still had the infrared port on it. So you could use it to control all your stuff in your house mm-hmm. or go to the bar and really upset mm-hmm. people. I've been wanting to bring it along with me so I can shut off the TV at Sheets whenever they have something <laughs> I don't want on. So I really would rather not hear. So, uh, <laughs> Kim, what's your awesome thing of the week? My awesome thing of the week is um, I did a story about a uh, girl development, local uh, female oriented developers group. They um, actually had an initiative by a she wasn't a member, but she's now um, to get a group of public school kids to go see hidden figures um, because they wanted to, you know, get kids, especially young girls, to be able to see, hey, look, this is what developers look like. This is, you know, it's if you can't see it, if you can't see it, you can't be it is kind of the, the philosophy. And some other, you know, a developers group um, had done this um, in other areas. And so they did it and they ended up raising twice as much money uh, through a GoFundMe as they had initially planned on and they took like 700 kids to go to a movie on president's day to see hidden figures which i thought was really an awesome way to introduce kids to tech who might not otherwise see themselves in that role you know so i it was i it really was i was really impressed i wrote a story about it and even after i wrote the story for the trip um they raised like they doubled the money that they that they had raised and you know they doubled the number of kids they were able to bring so I don't know. I felt like that was a really cool way to you know, introduce kids to science and not make it a thing that they can do that, you know, that's not some, you know, unattainable goal to be a developer and to, you know, work for NASA is a possibility that's within your, your reach. So I was impressed. I haven't had a chance to see this film, but it's definitely on the, the must-see list for me. Um, yeah. I, everything I hear about is, is you know, again, pro anybody can get into science, you know, especially under, yeah. you know, circumstances back then, right? Yeah. Um, well, you know what? Sort of. I I saw. I forget where I read this the other day, but it, I was thinking about this too. You know, these this is a story based on history. These women. This this was a real group of women who were just really really good at math and you know helped NASA launch into space. Why didn't we see them in like Apollo thirteen? Or why didn't we see them in the right stuff? You know, it's like, well, how come it took this long for us to? I had never heard this story before the movie came out. And so no. it just kind of made me wonder, like, why did we never hear about them before now? You know, there's been so many movies about the space race. How come, you know, it took so long to get get the word out about them? Yeah, especially the themes of most of them, they're, they're about achieving and inspiration, right? Right, so. right. And, you know, you're kind of figuring stuff out, like doing the math. And, you know, Apollo 13, how much time do they spend 
you know, try to put things together and figure out what do they have in the space module and, you know, how can we get them home safely? And it was really about the science and math and, and, you know, all those things you want kids to get interested in. So it's kind of too bad that those movies didn't take a little bit more, you know, initiative and include these women who obviously did so much, you know, to help NASA get into space. That's awesome. I definitely go see it. Yeah. Hey, it's probably, I, I imagine it's going to be a pretty quick turnaround to be on, on digital and, uh, uh, home, home watching, uh, they usually are for, yeah, for probably award movies. Soon. So, so probably yeah, look, look for it in like a month, probably. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you can do like a watch party or something. That's awesome. And, yeah. uh, the article is over on, uh, Trip Live. If you guys yeah, want to check it out. Yep. Yeah, it's been, it's been up for a little bit. Like I said, even since I wrote it, it they doubled, um, the amount of money. I mean, they, they took the kids to the movies on uh, last Monday and like 700 kids to go to see this movie about, you know, getting math and going into space. So that's awesome. Cool that. Yeah. Go check it out. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Katie. Hi. What's your awesome thing of the week? Scary cats. Scary cats. <laughs> um, we got everything on this <laughs> edition. Uh, so this gentleman, Christopher Hess, Hess, sorry, I mispronounced his name. I'm sure. Uh, it does an image to image translator. Essentially it's a program that has been trained to recognize certain features in a photo and then translate it to a corresponding photo. So this was great. He did a building, a purse, uh, shoes, but he also did the most important thing, cats. So you have to use this, uh, if you go in, you have to open it up in uh, Google, uh, Google Chrome, that thing over there, and let me find my little thing. And essentially, you go in a little box and you draw a cat. There's a button you click on uh, clear, and then you draw a cat the best of your ability you have to give it a circles for eyes it'll recognize circles for eyes little pointy things for ears little ends for tails and then it'll give you an output of what the cat they'll fill in a cat picture in your picture so you can either make something that looks very much like a cat or like everybody else make some horrifying terror <laughs> creature <laughs> which are just amazing and then which is a cat too i know it's so good and it, the best part is, is if you, what is that? Yeah, no. <laughs> so we're horrifying. Wait, wait, wait. So here's Garfield. <laughs> Somebody drew Garfield, and it's not Garfield. It's, it's kind of Garfield. There's some fur. It's kind of a cat in a blender. Uh, <laughs> wow. So if you check out uh, this this gentleman Christopher's page, his Twitter on his Twitter account, <laughs> there are some. Of his, he's tweeted some of his favorite ones, and they're hilarious. There's like an octopus cat, uh, octo cat. Uh, there's a bat cat. Oh, yeah, there's pretty much. So it tries to guess what you're you're trying to draw, and it really doesn't. Look... Some of these are really disturbing. <laughs> They're terrifying, especially when they start putting. <laughs> they just like have multiple eyes. That's yes. that's the scary ones. Yeah, <laughs> this three eyed cat. <clears throat> so yeah, so check it out. It, Somebody it... drew the farmer. The what, what do you call it? The husband and wife farmer. And they just American Gothic. Yes, American Gothic. <laughs> It gets interesting. They just like put cat patterns in there. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. So it's an image to image translation with clear TensorFlow implementation, I believe is the whole phrase for it. Okay. The fancy or just drawing funky cats. Or, or cat funky cat generator. That's awesome. <laughs> Terrifying so cats. You can check it out at a finelayer.com slash pixserve or mm-hmm. P I X S R V. Uh, to check that out. Like and I said, then, you have to go with Chrome. It doesn't work. It, yeah. It looks like it's just in Chrome. Mm-hmm. So thankfully I'm in the right spot. So uh, <laughs> draw something interesting. Maybe you can draw that sword copter and, uh, <laughs> see, what and it looks like a... see what comes out from there. Right. 
well, or you can or you can draw a slice of pizza and see what happens from that. <laughs> um, our good friends Slice on Broadway. I'm gonna give a shout out to them supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza. We really appreciate what those guys have been doing for us uh, for a good while and uh, feeding the crew uh, that comes in here. Um, Kimmy, you got to get in and, and, and hang with us in uh, one of these times. Do. I know it's on the agenda, right? In 2017, uh, um, yeah. uh, resolution is to is to get in here and <laughs> for no other reason than the pizza. Yeah, you go. Um, so please check it out. SliceOnBroadway.com. Our good friends here down in Beachview, right along the tracks in Beachview and Main Street, uh, Main Street down in uh, Carnegie, PA, and PNC Park, home of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, let them know uh, that the awesome cast sent you. Him <laughs> up, PGH underscore Slice on the Twitter. And thanks again to those guys. All right. Uh, what do we have? Okay. Speaking of food, speaking of more corporate food, I, I think we've <laughs> talked about McDonald's doing this, but apparently Wendy's is going to plan. Uh, this is actually from CBS Pittsburgh, KDKA, or some good friends over there. Uh, that uh, they're going to add uh, self-ordering kiosks to a thousand locations. Oh no, Flash Player! That's what I was going to say. Please, oh no, dear, dear CBS local, dear C- please leave Adobe Flash because oh. I, I have the same thing you do. <laughs> oh, oh man, somebody, somebody tweet, somebody, somebody tweet shame CBS Pittsburgh, please, about that. I've I've tweet shamed them on some other pop up issues. Well, this wonderful <clears> story. <throat> That I can't show you. <laughs> um, but no, they Do you have flash installed. Actually, that's weird I'm still because pizza cats. that's weird because I thought <laughs> I thought uh, Chrome like auto installed. Did they quit that? Yeah, everyone's leaving. No one will install. But that. I thought I thought like Chrome still had it like like kind of uh, their own built in version of it. I don't, I don't, I don't think they do have their own built-in version. Um, anyways, what the still the story? They're going to be adding um, again, very similar the the tall self-ordering kiosk. You know, um, you know, made 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 popular to us locally with Sheets, I think. Um, but uh, it, it is an interesting turn uh, um, um, from this. I, and I, I post this, and everybody's comments like, "Oh, finally, I don't have to worry about you know talking to." An employee that doesn't care it, about my order. It, it's it's not talking to the employee that bothers me. It's the I said no pickles, and mm-hmm. and by the no pickles, I meant don't put pickles on my like. It's like they don't get it on the other side of the register. Right. But when you put it in, and that's why I love sheets because mm-hmm. I've never had a wrong order or a wrong topping. I I will say I, there sometimes the logic at Sheets isn't that great because if you like the Dr Pepper sauce, it's only an option when you buy certain things. So then I have to buy two things because I want to buy I want the Dr Pepper sauce for thing A, but I know I have to buy thing B, so I have the option. So there is some errors in it, or, but I will say I've never gotten a wrong order. Or or um, as I experienced at, at Sheets this weekend, I always instead of getting the meatball sub. I get like like the chicken sandwich, but put marinara sauce. It's like a meatball sub, but with chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's usually kind of prepared like a meatball sub. The marinara sauce is in in there and everything. And they 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 made it and put a dab of marinara on top of the sub. <laughs> I'm just all my <laughs> how long I've been doing this, and I'm like that's not what I expected. <laughs> so, um, but no, but but still, in, in general, like I think I, I think it's pretty cool as a customer. Uh, experience i think you know because um 
it was great when I tried it in Thailand, for for instance. I, we all you go to Sheets because you don't have to do it. I, I started going to Sheets because the other uh, as another thread on Facebook is saying Wawa Country Fair or our Sheets is a debate going on right now. Um, but uh, you thought political debates were tough. That was getting pretty heavy. Um, you know, Country Fair would be the thing where you go get your sub at a gas station and you wrote out, wrote out you know, he had to write out everything, right? You, maybe you still do, but you're like, oh, I'd rather deal with the computer screen, right? Mm-hmm. It's a reason to go to Wendy's. And it's and it's for walk-ins. It doesn't look like it's going to be part of the drive-thru, although that probably would be pretty good for them to do too because, you know, drive-thru technology. Oh, no. Is that a picture? Is that your pizza cat? Yes, I just tweeted oh, pizza okay. cat. Okay, I'll try to bring it up over here. Um, but they've been trying it apparently already in Dublin, Ohio, and they're going to move forward, with, like I said, with 1,000 locations. Uh, no word um, exactly where those locations will be, but good chance I'm, I'm sure we'll get one or two of them around Pittsburgh. So probably whatever is about to get renovated next. <laughs> they well, just... I, wonder if they'll, I wonder if they'll do it based on... Um like how many customers are coming in per day. Cause I'm thinking that would also speed up the lines downtown. But like, downtown so I would think downtown, downtown, downtown would get one. Yeah. Even, even, I mean, it's been <coughs> recently renovated, but, <clears throat> but these, these can't be too hard to, to implement. Right. I'm thinking yeah. like, well, the one, the Wendy's we went to the other day over in Noblestown, like there's a lot of space in that, like kind of op- like open order area. Right. And mm-hmm. it was just like tons of space um so i don't know or you just replace some of those um giant screens that they have when you walk up uh at the one over on west liberty you know so or, or just make it where the i mean the 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 cashier has the same kind of console obviously right. it's probably a lot less user friendly it was but just take that space that's on the counter and rip that thing out well and it depends too on, <clears throat> on how some are set up because like the one i the one the mcdonald's i was at like where you thought you would go up to order was just where they handed you your stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the new Wendy's have like order pickup spots and, you know, like down the line and some don't. So, so I think it's a little bit of configuration there. Um, but, uh, but no, it, it kind of makes sense. So um, from there, one of my notes weren't ready. Uh, there we go. Uh, that was uh, that was actually shared by uh, Andy Quayle up there, Techberg. We, we we end up getting a lot of stuff from him. Um, well, the biggest thing, the less than awesome thing today, was this uh, Durda that shared shared this initially? <laughs> it, well, this is from the Slack. I know he was telling us. So, who who, who got affected by the me, Amazon me, me, downage? Me. Kim, did you see some of this? Oh, we lost Kim. Okay, AWS took her out. AWS apparently took her out. Um, well, I'll work on that. But Chilla, did you did you yeah, you so, know what happened here so with uh, Amazon? I actually Web? noted noticed probably around noontime that I was trying to hit a couple web pages and websites to actually come up with show notes, and a lot of sites were either not loading. And or, Gadget was gone. Yeah, it was gone. It was off the face of the earth. Yeah. Um, and then shortly thereafter that in the Google News threads, I started to see Amazon AWS services was down. And I mean, this this impacts um, Pinterest. I think it impacted Uber. I mean, it, it impacted a lot of different companies. And, it, and the one thing I guess uh, Apple still has a number of, of a portion of their services on AWS still. Right. They, they've been building a lot <laughs> out, but there's, there's still a lot of space. Ah, Kim's back. Kim's back. <laughs> Kim, Sorry. Kim, Kim, did you get taken out? Did, did, did you get taken out by the uh, Amazon uh, Web Services? 
<laughs> no, just you know what? it's not even it's not even that time. I kicked over my router. And- oh, <laughs> that'll do it. The dork. <laughs> Technology. Exactly. Awesome. I can I know Nest, like I couldn't view my Nest camera at home. Mm-hmm. Like I, there was a lot of services that just were gone. Our, you know how I've been <clears> moving <throat> over all the podcasts to a new server, mm-hmm. our new host. Uh, it apparently runs on Amazon Web Services, uh, Fireside.fm. Although it was, it was great because it came back and said, hey, we're back up. And I left you guys a president dashboard and he updated it. And now there's podcast achievements over on their dashboard. <laughs> Which I really appreciate. So, um, well, uh, with Scarehouse, you had some interesting. We stuff. lost yeah. all the images, yeah. on our website. Which yeah. this is good user tip for you at home. Be aware of what you name your images because if this happens, oh. occasionally just the name of the image will pop up. So if you, <laughs> oh no, named, yeah, which everything we were had okay, everything was like meeting, you know, very generic names. But the, the little, you know, the little tag you have for your image to identify it when you're online may pop up if your images go away. <laughs> like this i was like oh crud we don't have anything named something goofy do we wow i need to say like ticketing and everything was was kind of wonky yeah i just i had text Um, everywhere a couple little mm -hmm. squares and then like i said the words we had so thankfully our front end stuff isn't anywhere like even even the service for for the hosting i could go in there and look at stuff uh, but I think just serving the files was a problem. And even our IndieWrestling.us, I recently, since we had some problems with GoDaddy, moved over all that content to Amazon <laughs> Web Services. And, of course, within two months, we go down. Um, but uh, Pokemon runs on Amazon Web Services. Did it? I found that out. <laughs> yeah. Someone someone said that that was, yeah, and I noticed I noticed constant crashes today, this afternoon in the game. I had it like just on next to me while I was working, and I didn't notice. I I didn't notice. I wasn't seeing anything pop or maybe up. Maybe uses no. I'm sorry. Maybe it uses Google services. I think it'd be Google since it it's is using Google services. Atlantic and everything, right? Yeah. So. yeah I'm sorry. I'd retract that statement. You were just <laughs> crashing in general. I was just crashing. In yeah. General. It, it was just you. Too just many Gen the, Two Pokemon. Too many Gen Two. <laughs> yeah um so and and there were some good comments uh i know marco arman and a few others on twitter were were discussing you know hey this isn't a slight every service goes down how many times has has google suffered major outages um our friend riz says hey so about this amazon thing our entire business apparently runs on it uh so he had (laughs) problems today right um you know we've seen the same thing with mass comcast and verizon outages in in regions and again like i've had those where i've gone into work and was like okay well we can do our work but we can't deliver it to anybody because of our services i did see i did see on their status page it was mainly the the eastern side of the u.s yeah, they, they're Virginia, like they're based on. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I did see. So I'm not sure what it was like on the West Coast, but for the <laughs> for us East Coasters here in Eastern yeah. Standard Time, it kind of sucked. Well, since we're very <laughs> Pittsburgh, um, you know, based kind of thing, uh, that that makes sense. Um, Let me tell you, who's whining the loudest though was um, journalists on Twitter who couldn't get onto Slack. <laughs> were like freaking the hell like like it's it was as if their world had ended and they forgot how to be journalists without being able to send each other emojis on slack it was just the, the <laughs> most honestly journalist twitter is is a very strange and whiny place a lot of the time you know it's either congratulations on the new job or i can't believe you wrote this story or oh my god slack is down those are kind of your three areas of <laughs> so, yeah a lot of whining today but i can't get on slack so that's you know I I didn't realize Adobe runs on 
AWS. So I wonder, like, what was it like if you were trying to use their creative cloud? I guess it's just you weren't using it's their weird. creative I cloud. I must have danced around. I must have danced around a lot of these because Slack mostly worked for me, at least like in function. That's where we were talking about this was on Slack yeah, today. But that was after. But you're saying, but, but you're, okay, you're I saying. I sent you a photo and it's still, it's still like pending. Yeah. Like, like photos weren't working. So maybe it was just a portion. Right. Um, I was in Adobe audition today. Uh, thankfully I wasn't using cloud components to it, but it didn't like say, Hey, you can't connect or anything like that. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of slid around. Thankfully I just had my head down editing locally. So that wasn't such a big deal, but still, like, I'm glad that it happened then and not like tonight when I have to post all this stuff, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. so, but I've had those before with other service services that are, you know, questionable maybe. Um, but, uh, and again, you know, free services too. And I think this is, you know, uh, Kim, you brought up like kind of everybody kind of responding to, oh, oh, oh crap, this is down. You know, these things are great tools and everything. And, and um, you know, it's kind of that worry that people talk about people becoming too dependent, yeah. you know, and and there should be a, you know, I just hate the attitude when something like this comes up and people kind of throw their hands up and like, well, guess I'm not getting work done today. It's like, well, then, right. you know, what work can you do? You know, like a lot yeah. of times this would happen and we're like, well, well, wait a minute. We have a lot of projects sitting on our hard drives to work on, you know, for, on, yeah. on the video side of things. Or what can I can I write something up in WordPad if I don't have Office, you know, and, and, and we can just put it on the cloud later when it gets back up. Right. Or pick yeah. up the phone if Hangouts isn't working. Um, right. You know, it, like we have no survival skills. If one exactly. thing goes down, it's like, oh no, head for the bunker. You know, like there's other ways to do work. You just you know, have a little creativity, or you know, try to, I don't know, get so dependent on your free services and your, you know. Well, I, I understand that, but there are some there are some companies that have gone cloud only. Yeah. yeah. So if you, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> one of the ones that I can think of is Stitch Fix that's based out of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all hosted. There's, it's all web driven. Aren't they a sock No, it's company? a uh, women's fashion. You, it's like a, you buy a box. It's like a box of the month, but it's oh. all clothes. Okay. Okay. Um, they started okay. doing, I think they were giving out socks, socks at an event. They might've been giving out socks at an event. Okay. Um, but they're all, I mean, there's all their employees. That's the, it's all through a browser. That's... Well, I think what if you're you're remote? Um, our friends, they just changed their names. I can't remember it right now. But the former Apid Evolution that we talked to an awesome chat in on the show, they are on Slack coordinating, working on their games with people around the world, like the very you know decentralized kind of thing. Service mm-hmm. like this go down. It is it is a product productivity loss. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's kind of a thing we should expect to happen from, I mean, technology goes down, things break, right? Um, you know, I, I, I always caution people when they're like, you know, but I'm using all this stuff, it should be easier, right? I'm like, no, it should be maybe efficient when you learn to use it, or it works, but like, there needs to be kind of a expectation of things to fail. That. I don't know. That's kind of my my idea of, it, uh, of things, or maybe that's because of how I work around things. Look what happened before this when Skype didn't work. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know things like that. I, I, you know, and I think I think more people, yeah, do need to pick up the hey, what do I do when technology doesn't work? Um, skill set. So yeah. All right. Training. Let's bring it back around to things that are working or may work in the near future. Hey, let's go tiny. Um, I was excited to see this. Um, you guys know. Then I've been experimenting with some Raspberry Pi stuff. Um, it's my security camera. 
That's how I know there was somebody at the front door yesterday to let me know that my package was delivered to the wrong place. Um, and yeah, that's when I know whenever like Katie's sneaking into the studio. <laughs> and uh, but I'm all, we're always interested in 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 kind of what you know they, they keep pushing it. Uh, about a year ago, they released a Raspberry Pi Zero for a five dollar computer. So, so cheap that they put it in the front cover of their Magpie magazine. I tried really hard to find one of those um, and was very unsuccessful in doing that. Now they have a new one that's $10 and includes Wi-Fi. So now I'm on the search for this guy. Um, they're also having official Raspberry Pi um, cases for it. So I don't have to get these really sketchy ones off of Amazon anymore. Uh, so I really appreciate that. Like this may actually replace what I'm using for my my webcam security cam thing. If this thing's, it seems like it would be powerful enough because it's a gigahertz processor and everything. Um, again, kind of going towards that, you know, easy ways to get your kids to start coding or at least um, play Minecraft and get off your TV. Um, or like the guy that got a monitor from me and he's throwing emulators on it and just wanted or hit DOS a DOS emulator on this stuff to play old games. Um, it's a really cool, um, kind of option for that. And again, it starts at only 10 bucks now for, and you literally get the board, like that circuit board. That's it to start with. Um, and maybe a power cord. No, I think you get a, gotta get a power cord separate, but it's usually, I don't know what it is for this. Yeah. It should be USB. It should be like a micro USB, like your, uh, Android phones. Um, so cool to see that they're updating that. I'm hoping to get my hands on one again, 10 bucks. It's like, how, I mean, you, it's going to be jacked up because of accessibility uh, on Amazon, probably a little bit. But other than that, like if you can just find it from a distributor, it's a ten dollars computer, and you can start playing with it, and you can um, make your own IoT devices or webcams or, or or emulators or whatever you want to do with the, it. The other thing I've seen a lot of people use these is just a Plex box. So if you run a Plex server in your house, mm-hmm. now you've kind of pushed that to every tv have in they done because so, i was looking at so i've been i've been digging a little bit into my steam collection again and um and you can get these these boxes for about 20 dollars, and then you have to pay i think for 50 bucks you can get the the box and the controller and like your pc or mac sits somewhere on the network but this is the thing you plug into your tv much like plex right mm-hmm. and now you're playing <clears throat> your your high-end pc game remotely to your tv in your living room mm-hmm. right like is there like i don't know i'm expecting the answer to it but i wonder if there's like a steam os thing i can throw on one of these to do that you know it's a ten dollar computer it has to be a roughly equivalent to what those boxes are doing right yeah that i don't know but google might find out steam google there's a research there if anybody out there knows any info on that so i three <laughs> It, it would simply, but but you'd also, you know, even if I could just plug in like an Xbox controller, because I'm not really sold on the Steam ones. But, anyways, um, science. NASA. Speaking of NASA, earlier, Kim was bringing up, uh, we found three Earth-sized planets just 40 light years away. Uh, these are from what I was uh, reading from when this came out last week. Um, they are closer to their sun than Mercury is for us. Um, at least the ones that can that they think that will sustain life. Their their star is smaller and younger, so it'll be around long after ours is. So I, I think this is the right time for this, with a lot of the you know 
Um, I have already got my ticket. And <laughs> <laughs> are you one of them on the SpaceX trip? <laughs> I can't discuss that, mm-hmm. but maybe I might be. But this that's is pretty wild. Two people paying tickets to get on Elon Musk's flight around the moon. Like I'm dying to know who it is. I think I think one of them has to be. I don't know. Richard Branson or somebody yeah. like that, like some crazy billionaire, right? But but Branson's doing his own, isn't he? Isn't isn't Virgin? Yeah, that's true. You're right. Yeah, You're like, right. That seems like a little <laughs> bit of industrial uh, uh, interworking there. Yeah, a little bit. Sabotage me. I mean, yeah. I could I could imagine a Bill Gates. You yeah. Know? I mean, it's somebody. It's somebody. What I mean, you're gonna know. I, I don't think they're gonna keep it. Se- be able to keep it secret through whenever they go up and like what is it? 2018. They're going. Yeah, uh, second quarter of 2018, so just over a year from now, um, on the Crew Dragon spacecraft. So we found new planets, and we're sending more people to the ones close to us. Um, I, I think that's a good that's a good step or two fo- forward in 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 the space. I don't know, is it even a race anymore? Um, you know, on top of that, was it India put up like 140 satellites in one rocket? You know, kind of like a new, some kind of record on that. Um, so, wait, 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 what is this? I'm sorry. I just saw something advertised next to this that says the Amazon S3 outage 2017, how to watch it online. <laughs> like, that's, that sounds very Fox News of them. Um, wow. It's just be... people crying in the corner. No! no. <laughs> What's wrong with my website? What's wrong with my slide? <laughs> <laughs> Just sobbing journalists. Yeah, sobbing. sobbing. <laughs> you can't it's... journalist without it. <laughs> <laughs> What's a pen and paper? Um, but anyways, uh, no, I think it's some really cool uh, forward forward things going on there uh, in the space world. Um, from there, oh, geez, so much on here tonight. Um, Katie, Snapchat is changing. Somebody's brought this up to me the other day. Snapchat. Users getting older. Mm. No longer hip and cool with kids. No. Um, they're seeing more older users. Finally. <laughs> now we're, we'll show you. We'll go wherever you're at and overtake it. <laughs> and then you'll move on to something else. And then we'll find that. You can't get away from us. Us <laughs> old folks. We'll find you. Uh, but they contribute it mostly to Snapchat's content deals. Uh, like the NFL, NBC, Universal, uh, Disney. So they're seeing a lot more of that. And they think that's why a lot more people are heading over there for that unique content. At least the older folks. It's easy to use that. You can find that easily on your Snapchat. Um, but they said, where's the number? Uh, their growth, what is it? Uh, 6.4% of Snapchat users are between the ages of 45 and 54, which is up from the 4.2% that they thought it was. So it's even older than I thought it was. It's not even us. It's even older than us. Maha. Um, yeah, I can't find the kids number, but it definitely, they said it dropped. So this changes if you're you're in social media and you want you know you you're like well I need Snapchat because I need to get that age bracket yes. right but now now you get to skew that a little bit older right yeah it's it, it's one of those things where you're like this was a lot of marketers was like were thinking that this is my direct pathway to the the kids the millennials mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily anymore and it may have never been for your company but just because a lot of people put it under the assumption that it was only the younger people using it. I, I personally, I love Snapchat. I've been using it a lot more because it requires the least amount of work for me. I just snap a photo, I snap a video and it's up and out there and I don't have mm-hmm. to worry about putting up words to it. Like on Instagram, which is another photo based 
uh, social media platform. But but have you been been altering that with with the Snapchat like features of Instagram? No, though? no, not no, really. No, because the thing is, is it's either my options are either Snapchat or Instagram video. You know, at that moment, you know, if I got to choose between the two. And I, I end up most times doing Snapchat. And then if I really like it, I download the story. And then mm-hmm. depending on how long I have the story for each section, you know, each of the, the snippets of the story, um, there's apps that speed it up. So I don't have to worry about, you know, of eight seconds here and that's too long. But it just I, that's what I do primarily. Like I said, if I have a good story. I, I did like that. That I mean, I feel like didn't they change it recently? Because um, I, I, whenever they did their um, their save stories. Mm-hmm. Um, options it started getting like one step too complicated for me and I, I kind of bowed out of it and that's when Instagram was picking up but like like I can't like throw the stories together in one video when I download them on Instagram yet like I was able to to, to on Snapchat mm-hmm. like that was really nice mm-hmm. now I actually have to pull it into iMovie and stitch them together real quick and then do it so again another step right so but, but guess... you can tell this this is where Instagram's taking a hit at Snapchat mm-hmm. and I'm sure they're going to figure it out with the whole story snip stitching so they're not going to have to you're going to be in there versus over at Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Um, from the chat room, BC Steel says he just got his hands on the Gear 360. Uh-oh. And uh, was asking if anybody had personal experience with it. Do we? Uh, you're talking to <laughs> the right. There's one right above your head. There's one. No, no, no. Oh, the, the Gear, Gear 360. 360. The camera. The camera, yes. Whoa. Well, the camera. Well, of course, you had one. You got one as well. I have, I have a camera. You yeah. you had it like before anybody else. All the cool kids had it mm-hmm. uh, on pre-release. And we got to play with that. That was one of the things we tried when we did the Scarehouse mm-hmm. 360, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I, I believe the final result we ended up using was the Rico Theta. Correct. But um, there were, I mean, but again, we were trying to do stuff in low light with the with that one, so it got a little funky. I, I think generally we like it, the resolution on it, better than the Rico for video, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. The one thing I will still say about the Samsung Gear Three Sixty, and there, I can, can tell they're continuing to work on it. The the metadata doesn't always come through well, so things like the Facebook yeah. 360 photo, and I you had, really have to be careful about how you upload that. Yeah, and, and and I had I had trouble bringing it over to the Mac. It didn't like the formats or anything mm-hmm. like that. That's one of the other reasons I kind of went for the Rico. Like one of the many reasons I went for the Rico footage when we did the finalize for for the Scarehouse and some other projects. Um, yeah, I, I mean, as long as you're in that Samsung world, and obviously he is because he got us from Verizon probably alongside his phone um it just you know if you're doing anything beyond that um it's it's might be a little too heady for that a little too restrictive so but have fun with it stick it different places i mean we, we i mean uh, so I, I think i think he knows we did some 360 video around the cage cage match uh last august that actually he may be in now that i think about it so um you know just kind of like you know work on some ideas with it and you can put anything to facebook and it's really cool so um and yeah it's getting to that point where um 360 and vr stuff is just popping up and advertising stuff all over the place like it's it's coming back around so um i have another local story and this one seems to work in uh cps's flash player um <laughs> so th- i don't know i don't think we got into this one there's a wired article that came up probably a week or so ago uh but there is a um what am i i think i got another story playing here actually uh, than, than what we're talking about but uh there's a uh, local companies that are um um laid off coal miners are being trained to write computer code um as that next thing and there, the, the wired article discussed about um you know kind of this is the new blue collar job you know and and you know you're not 
you know, I kind of commented, you're not too old to learn this stuff. You know, there's people all walks of life that are going into like the code Academy up there in Allentown and, and, uh, you know, come on, come out with, you know, starts of new careers. Right. And, uh, as, as things are going away, it, it's a really cool way to, to modern, to modernize that kind of stuff. Uh, in this is saying more than 30,000 coal miners have, have lost their jobs and, and they're, they're trying to, you know, put some of them back to work in, in that. Um, so and thinking about a lot of those jobs, like I know, I know a lot of foundry work and everything is very math based, right? Um, my father was a, uh, a machinist and, and had to deal with a lot of that. So I, I think like, again, if he was kind of at another spot of his career, like that's, this is something that could be, you know, potentially picked up on with the right training. So. Uh, yeah, for sure. And it seems a lot more realistic than, you know, oh, we're going to bring those coal jobs back. You know, that mm-hmm. there's a finite amount of coal after all, you know, ever in, in the world. So, you know, what's our, what's our plan when we finally do run out of coal, you know, what, how do we you know, transition people who, you know, have been in that field their whole lives. It's sort of unrealistic to say all those jobs are going to come back. Right. So if, if they're not, there's, there's gotta be a plan B and, and I feel like coding is such a good skill to have no matter what your career is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you're going to do. Um, in reaction to one of the stories we had earlier, you know, you could say, well, all those jobs are, uh, from, from Wendy's maybe are going to start to go away because there's not going to, not going to need as many people to register. Right. Yeah. But somebody still got to work on the kiosk. Somebody still has to service that, um, whether that be a coding or something else kind of, kind of deal. So, well, it's interesting because, you know, I remember uh, a friend of mine, um, I forget who told me this, but when, whenever the president or whenever a politician comes to you know, visit like Google Pittsburgh or to visit, you know, like, you know, a, a, a place where they're doing technology and they, they have robots, you know, they're doing things that are automated. They always, they never want to put that on camera for like the photo op because everyone kind of equates, well, robots are taking away your jobs. But I feel like we've almost done a disservice, right, by not showing that, you know, robots can be, you know, there's jobs associated with robotics. And I mean, obviously we've in Pittsburgh are a good example of that, right? So, so, you know, we should be, Show not saying that you know robots are going to take your job away or we don't want to have anything be automated. You know these potentially are, are making jobs safer for people, so you're not doing these really heavy manual labor jobs that maybe a robot can do. But that doesn't mean that there's going to be a net loss of jobs necessarily. And I think we you know we kind of lose sight of that sometimes. You're right. It's someone has to program the computer at Wendy's. You know someone has to write the code to make sure that the computer knows what pickles are versus, you know, what, uh, what other, you know, food's going to go on your, your burger or whatever. So I think we kind of lose sight of that. It's a, that's a good conversation to, to sort of make sure people remind people. Of. And a lot of jobs that are safer. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, I, I don't think we should, we should, you know, cry at the loss of jobs where people are getting hurt, where, you know, I, 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 you know, I worked in safety training. I've seen the result of what these jobs bring, you know, uh, if, if they're going to replace, you know, if, if, if our biggest injury is carpal tunnel and replacement, I think that's, that's a good move, you know, in the long run. So just make sure everybody has a good exercise plan. Uh, but anyways, uh, but it'll be interesting to see how that develops over the next several years. So, uh, speaking of 360 camps, bringing that back around. And, uh, by the way, BC says, thanks. He's going to wear it on as a helmet camp to the ring here very soon. Uh, so I can't wait to see that. Um, you say Rico has a new camera there, Chilla. Yes. Um, they have actually come out with a camera that's capable of a, direct video stream at 2k and 30 frames per second 
Um, one of the things they were very careful about was keeping the device at approximately the same size. Oh, and it'll stream continuously for 24 hours. It looks more grippy. Yeah, which was more... a problem with the first one. <laughs> <clears throat> it does look more grippy. They were cons- they were interested in keeping it the same size or smaller. It looks like it's about the same size. Maybe with the grippiness, it's a little thicker. But I don't think that's actual like core device. I think it's to make it grippy. Um, but the uh, they've actually allowed for the micro SD card slot. And instead oh, of having on board, thank you. That was one of my biggest complaints between that and the the placement of the ports on the bottom. So if I screwed it on a tripod, I couldn't connect power or HDMI to it. So so now the ports are on the side. Oh, um, they learned so much. They, they, Can I trade they, mine in? I don't think so. <laughs> Does anybody want to buy it? Hey BC, do you want to buy a second 360 camera? Um. It does retail right now. Pre-orders are four hundred and ninety-nine dollars per camera, um, which I think I pay. I think it was about three fifty-ish for the one I have. Okay, so 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 with what you're getting, I, I could see I could see the price dropping over time. Of course, um, but I, I think it's nice again to see another company moving forward with the technology. Um, it is set to arrive this spring, so it's it's probably right around the corner from a delivery perspective. Um, they are calling it the Rico R developer kit. Um, but you can, like I said, pre-order that now I'm guessing cause they're touting it as a developer kit. It's probably going to get cheaper. Um, mm-hmm. what they're going to do to it. Who knows? I know when Samsung went with, the the gear VR developer kit, the difference between the production version and the dev kit version was the dev kit only fit one very specific phone. And the final version was um, near identical, but mm-hmm. it fit a multitude of phones. Right. Um, and then their third generation got thinner, lighter, etc. So it, it, I'm guessing it's probably going to be the same type of thing with this. I don't think they're going to pare down the specs. They're not going to move the ports back to the bottom. They're not going to remove the card slot. Um, but, it, but again, it's just nice to see them pushing the technology forward and and, and it, obviously there's demand for it oh yeah definitely definitely um this is i mean this is gonna be the next thing and as we talked about like you know i think it's only a matter of time before this becomes you know part of our phones doing you know things like this too uh so i mean uh where was i've had conversations uh, uh, with some journalists um about like what they could do on the scene taking pictures taking footage you know and being able to use that uh, whether you know for TV or or on the web or anything like that, uh, Kim, have you looked at uh, uh, cameras like this? Uh, possibilities in, in the work that you do. I think that the the trouble is that you know for someone like me who's independent, you know the it's more of a cost issue. Um, <laughs> if you're at a shop in a newsroom, you know that you know they can absorb those costs more readily. I think the other the learning curve on this kind of thing for journalists, you would be surprised at how high it, it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of journalists who, you know, reporters and editors are a little resistant to, um, you know, do photography or do um, video because they feel like they have people in their shop that can do that better than them. You know, they want to put out something that they feel isn't, um, you know, good quality. And then there's other, there's other people that don't want to learn new skills. Surprise, surprise. Um, but I think, you know, as the price points come down or as there is, you know, there's good organizations that are doing a lot of, of um, stuff to train journalists. Like the Online News Association, which I'm part of, um, last year at the conference, everyone wanted to try on the VR headset. Everyone wanted to see what everyone was, was going on. But, 
you go back to your own newsroom or you go back to your own kind of your own um, journalism practice, whatever. And it's not always possible to do it, you know, as a solo person, but there's so many cool things going on. The people that are doing it are being really creative beyond what I think even, you know, you could, you could envision. That's the thing. Like, so how could I justify the cost? How could I justify the sense? What would the story be? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's what newsrooms kind of defeat themselves a little bit rather than kind of going out and experimenting with it. You know, they get a little bit like, oh, well, we have to justify that it's going to bring us this amount of revenue. Or we're going to win an award or whatever, you know, so they kind of stop themselves before they start with, with new technology. And I think this is no different, you know, so it's, I think it's, it's going to be a little while before, you know, the rate of adapting is, is, you know, significant. I think it's just, it's the big guys are doing that stuff now, but you know, medium sized organizations are still kind of nervous about spending money, unfortunately. Yeah, it definitely does, has to be that little bit of experiment phase. And that's kind of why we yeah. dived into it because we're like, we, you know, we, we had a pretty, we had a hunch that, that there'd be a lot to it. And, and seeing the response we did have from, and I played a little bit here of uh, what we did with Scarehouse. Um, I mean, there's the response, the, you know, if you do something cool in the space with this, uh, people are definitely reacting to something like that, you know, with okay. Facebook and YouTube. So, um, yeah, it's definitely finding that spot, right? So, yeah, yep. Awesome. And I just saw on TechCrunch a tweet, people now watch 1 billion hours of YouTube per day. 1 billion? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that with the uh, YouTube TV that they were talking about? Uh, Juggalo John uh, sent over from that. I did not see the announcement for YouTube TV. Uh, I did hear that, that the YouTube like Apple TV app got updated. So I don't know. Let me see if I can pull up what they might be talking about in there. Um, but well, uh, I'm sure they're trying to maintain their market share. What because I know Facebook has been announcing and spreading like wildfire with Facebook Live and Facebook mm-hmm. Video. So I'm sure they're going to be continuing to try to try to make a push with so okay. With their existing YouTube TV is going to be a $35 a month plan uh, for up to six accounts. Uh, expected launch. Um, it's going to include 40 networks. So this is YouTube is basically doing a Sling TV, Direct TV now kind of thing. So there's, um, I think cable is kind of obsolete now because, you know, as long as you you, you have good internet, because now this is going to be the third <clears throat> major, actually fourth major player with PlayStation, DirecTV, and Sling, uh, which is Dish Network, um, putting out major stuff. And this is going to be channels, um, ch- ch- channels, broadcast channels, and cables like uh, USA, FX, Freeform, ESPN, Fox News. I'm sorry, Fox Sports, uh, NBC Sports. Uh, so yeah, that's it's probably their their kind of answer for you know Google Fiber being too hard to roll out everywhere because you need to physically roll out fiber everywhere, right? Uh, so they've tried their hands at that. Maybe that's where they'll get to that. Um, YouTube TV will also include the ability to record. So you'll have DVR in there as well. So according to this, so that's, it makes sense. I mean, how many of us have Chromecasts in our homes at this point, right? So it's already kind of serviceable and I'm sure it'll be everywhere in the long run too. It's all those Android devices, right? So, all right, guys, I think that's all the awesome we can fit into a show for today. Uh, we have a lot of other stories in there. Uh, you can check our awesome cast Facebook group. Or check the notes that we link over on the uh, uh, the awesomecast.net along with this, um, including things like uh, your uh, watch us on your Samsung TV. Yeah, so, so that's what I was saying. So, Facebook's really made a push at their their apps and their app catalog mm-hmm. 
So you can watch us now on if you have a Samsung T a smart TV, there's actually a Facebook video app in there. Well, and so also, you can watch us on there. You can also uh, uh, pull up the video in Chromecast or AirPlay it too. Mm-hmm. So we've been doing that. Uh, whenever my USA Network uh, app crashed on the Chromecast, I always try to queue up something else. And we're watching Giraffe Cam from uh, <laughs> pregnant, pregnant Giraffe Cam. We're on like day seven. Day. day seven. I didn't know. It was just the thing that I was playing. And Missy like told me all about it. And I'm like, this is a thing that's happening? And <laughs> and, and, and I got informed. So I, what? <laughs> I honestly have to thank Justine Russo for mm-hmm. that on Twitter. Because she and her love of giraffes, it was like everywhere. Okay. That's it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I learned about the giraffes as I fixed my wrestling. Uh, anyways, um, thank you, Kim. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. Anytime. Where can people find you? And uh, tell me again where to find uh, your podcast. Yeah. So the podcast is the broadcast podcast. You can find it on iTunes broadcast hyphen podcast.com. And you can find me all over the place. A little bit of here, a little bit there, the trib city paper, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, working on some different things. And, uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter pretty much all the time. It's Social Kinley. So there you go. check it out. At Katie Dudas, at K Dutters on the Twitter. Hi. Scarehouse Podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I was actually posting on a friend's page that someone needs to buy www.didthatgiraffegivebirthyet.com <laughs> and just put a big yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> that that reminded me uh, back to the Amazon Web Story um, that the um, it, what was what was the site like the the site that you is is the site down or something like that like that was a status for all services was also down because it's on yeah, Amazon down Web for Story. me or, I think it's down for me or is it down for everyone or something like that yeah, it was yeah. also down <laughs> uh, so that was a nice little piece of irony Chilla add Chilla on the Twitters that's where you can find me come chat. Let's have a, let's have words. We'll send your gadget questions over yes. to him. He gets his hands on a lot of the stuff that maybe he can't even tell us about. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get to see a um, a Galaxy S8 here in an upcoming episode. We'll see. There you go. There you go. Uh, so go check it out. And uh, I'm at Sorgatron on the Twitter, SorgatronMedia.com. Check out a lot of the podcasts going on uh, there. MikeSorg.com, the link to everything else. And uh, see you on the internets as well. Um, until next time, you know, check us out live.awesomecast.net. Yeah, so we're whatever technology we're using, even though it's a Facebook Live these days, um, you can jump into the chat room there and join us uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time every Tuesday over there. And uh, uh, follow us, subscribe, awesomecast.net. Thank you so much to our awesome chat room like BC Steel, like uh, Wheels, Amanda checking in on her break, Tragar. And the rest, you've been our awesome audience. Have an awesome week. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.